Millions of people across Europe are feeling the intensity of extreme weather as a relentless heat wave swept across the continent. Pavements radiated heat. People retreated indoors to escape the punishing rays and the sounds of air conditioners become louder. Europe's latest heat wave could see it recording its hottest ever temperatures this week. And this situation could last for weeks, according to the UN Weather Agency. This is Beyond the Headlines, and I'm your host, Victoria Pertusa. And this week, we're looking into why summers keep getting hotter and hotter. I'll speak to locals and experts to explore the factors and patterns that make the heat wave increasingly prevalent in recent years, and to uncover how different communities are coping with this challenge. But before we start, if you want to get all the latest episodes as soon as they come out, then just hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. The UK's Foreign Office and the Met Office have issued weather warnings to those traveling abroad this summer, urging people to be careful of the health risks. So how do people in Southern Europe feel about the heat? We spoke to some of them on how this extreme weather is affecting their day-to-day. Hello there. I'm originally Portuguese and... um... I've been in UK for almost 12 years now, and it's very clear the impact that the the climate change and the global warming is having in all across, not only the the very warm summers that we are getting in in UK, um, which are quite difficult to manage when when uh, the houses are and all the infrastructure is prepared for uh, a much lower temperature. But when I went and I was there recently, uh, I went back home and uh, even in countries where the infrastructure is prepared for really warm weather, uh, you can see that the impact of climate change is having and the really warm uh, summers with some parts of the country really struggling with lack of water and no plans or no no expectations things to to go better the weather here in madrid completely unbearable standing in the evening and it's almost 34 degrees and during the day it was 41 degrees at four o'clock you cannot walk the streets i mean you can feel the pavement the sidewalks all boiling it's just horrible i don't know if it's the climate change or what's going on but it is absolutely awful Last weeks in Spain have been unbearably hot. I also live near the coast in Alicante, where it's more humid. So the sensation of heat increases with respect to the temperature we see on the thermometer. The elderly are are having also a really hard time because they can't go out for shopping and do their walks after after 11 o'clock in the morning. And I think we all have uh, a bit of change in our timetable and also our character, I feel more irascible all day and bored. It's been absolutely crazy. I'm spending a week here with my family in Rome, and despite generally liking actively seeking warm weather, I've been flabbergasted at how hot it's been. It's unheard of. Being in July and having 35 or plus in the bedroom, it's not the way it used to be. We had very reasonable summers, except maybe for a week in August. I'm shocked and angry at everyone who dares to suggest that climate change isn't real. I mean, tell that to my dad. We never had to even consider buying AC, and he had to get one last year because he was basically unable to function without. 
With temperatures soaring to record-breaking levels and residents finding it extremely challenging to cope, I've spoken to the Nationals correspondent in Brussels, Suniva Rose, to paint a picture of what she's seen and feeling there. So, um, Suniva, could you please tell me, um, you're a Belgian reporter, could you please tell us how people are coping with the heat wave in Europe? Yeah, so the thing is that the heat wave is hitting Europe at the peak of tourism season. Um, and this might have an impact on the long term on uh, how you know tourists are going to be visiting Europe. Maybe people will be changing habits and uh, choosing cooler destinations or traveling in spring or autumn. That's what tourism organizations are predicting now. Some are actually even going home early. We've seen media reports, especially in Southern Europe, where people say they feel like they're suffocating, they feel ill, um, they can't walk the streets or visit famous sites during the day anyway, so might as well go home. And we've noticed that uh, some famous places like the Acropolis in Athens, which is a UNESCO World Heritage Site, have even announced that they'll stop working um, starting tomorrow for four hours a day. And I'm talking about employees here um, because of the heat wave. Uh, temperatures at the Acropolis have been uh, higher than 45 degrees Celsius, which is really hot. Um, the heat has also forced authorities in Greece to restrict access to the Acropolis to tourists. Uh, last week, that happened for three days. Um, the Red Cross was even distributing water bottle to tourists. And, you know, we've seen a lot of images of people being evacuated just because it was just too hot at the site. Generally, it's recommended that people stay indoors and avoid going out when it's too hot uh, during the day. Drink plenty of water, obviously. Uh, Rome is another place where tourists have been suffering. Uh, in Italy, people are trying to keep cool by splashing water on themselves in fountains. You know, there's a lot of fountains in Rome or stand, standing under giant fans outside the Colosseum. Um, in Sardinia, which is an Italian island in the Mediterranean, uh, beaches are re restricting access um, for children to the early morning. So what, before it, it gets too hot during the day. Um, further west in the Canary Islands, there's wildfires are raging. And people have been told to use face masks uh, because of the poor air quality outside. Um, there's also forest fires in Greece. And over a thousand children had to be evacuated from holiday camps. So as you can see, quite an impact all over Europe, especially in the South. What adaptation strategies um, have the European governments put in place? Yeah, so you, throughout Europe, European governments are looking at how they can protect their most vulnerable populations, including the elderly. Um, from the heat waves, because, for example, scientists said earlier this month that last summer's heat wave uh, may have killed 61,000 people. And we're talking mostly about older women in the Mediterranean who are affected. Um, in the Italy this summer, there's Red Cross teams that are checking on elderly people on the phone. In Cyprus, a 90-year-old man died over the weekend from heat stroke, and six other elderly people were hospitalized. So they all suffered heat strokes at home as temperatures were, went over 43 degrees Celsius. Um, France is actually one of the countries that has been looking at this uh, seriously at government level for a while now, because the country was traumatized by a heat wave in 2003 that even I remember <laughs> as a teenager, uh, during which nearly 15,000 people died. And that was 60% more than normal. Um, so France now has a warning system that includes public announcements with advice on how to stay cool. And obviously, authorities tell people, you know, drink a lot of water, avoid alcohol, you know, don't go out during the day. Other countries have started to look into this as well uh, a little bit more recently. So Spain uh, last month said that they'd uh, create a new department in the government that would investigate and alleviate the effects of extreme temperatures on human health. Spain has already banned outdoor work during periods of extreme heat because a municipal worker died in Madrid last summer. 
Germany is also looking at launching a dedicated website for towns and local authorities to determine what measures they can take to help people at risk. Uh, once again, we're talking about the elderly, homeless, young babies, everything. And last but not least, uh, the heat also puts your pets at risk. Um, people have a tendency to forget their dogs in cars, which can kill them. So in Portugal, there's been social media posts from authorities warning people, uh, don't leave your pets, don't leave your dogs in cars, they can die. And in some countries, like the UK, the owner of a pet that dies as a result of staying too long in an overheated car can be charged with animal cruelty. So obviously, this is not the first heat wave Europe is experiencing this summer. How long is this heat wave expected to last? Unfortunately, there's no end in sight to this heat wave. And experts think that it, it is going to last for weeks, especially in the Northern Hemisphere. It's already the third heat wave to hit countries like Spain this summer. Overnight minimum temperatures are also expected to reach new highs, and that's also a risk, uh, according to experts. People with diseases or who are older or can't afford proper cooling systems are especially at risk of heart attacks and deaths. So um, they have to be very careful, even at night, when they think that maybe it's slightly cooler than during the day. But what are the experts' views on what's happening in Europe? We spoke with Professor Ilan Kelman. He's a professor of disasters and health for University College London about the impacts the heat waves have and what is behind them. The temperatures that we are experiencing are right in line with expectations under human-caused climate change. We cannot attribute them immediately, but it's very likely that we're going to see a lot of human-caused climate change in these temperatures. Even if we find out that this isn't a lot of climate change, this is exactly what the projections are for the future. So unfortunately, these are going to become far more frequent. This is going to become what we expect most summers. And is climate change to blame? And what role does it play in these extreme heat waves? So we absolutely know that we are changing the climate and we're changing it quite a lot and very quickly. We know that adding heat to the atmosphere means that we are going to see increased numbers and lengths and intensities of heat waves. So this is what we're going to expect much more in the future. And 61,000 people were killed in 2022 across Europe due to last summer's heat wave. What are the dangers of extreme heat? This is awfully what we are going to see a lot more. And last summer, as well as previous heat waves, show exactly the dangers to us from these temperatures. When we get this hot, our bodies cannot cope. Look, we're warm-blooded. So we do spend a lot of calories trying to keep our temperature around 37 degrees Celsius. But at these temperatures, our body cannot do it. The heat regulation system, our temperature regulation system, simply breaks down. Our organs overheat. And then our organs fail, which kill us. Dehydration is a huge killer. We sweat to get rid of heat. That means that we are losing fluid. Our blood can clot. And also it does not help our organs. So blood clots can damage organs and kill us. And also simply the lack of fluid can kill us. Certainly being out in the sun too long. Sunburn does not really kill people that frequently, but it can do it and it's very dangerous. It can require hospitalization. And then people say, well, it's hot, so I'm going to cool off by jumping into lakes or reservoirs or the sea, which is fully understandable. And very sadly, we see a spike in drownings during heat waves. And obviously, heat waves create a social and economic impact. What are these impacts? 
So the social impacts are that people may not be able to pursue the activities which they want to, and that includes getting into work. So I'm very privileged that if I work from home, I still can get my work done and my employer supports that. Other people have to be on site. This means knock-on social and economic impacts. We can consider food. Agricultural workers are at some of the highest risk for heat-related death and difficulties because during the hottest hours of the day, if they're not out there planting and harvesting and taking care of the crops, then we don't eat. So they effectively have a choice that they may not get paid when they're not working. So they effectively have a choice of either dying or not earning money. And that really is not much of a choice. Same with construction workers. All our infrastructure needs maintenance. We are building new infrastructure. We are knocking down old infrastructure. Construction workers have to be outdoors. And not all public transportation is air conditioned. So the people who are on the front line, keeping our cities and our countryside moving, getting people to their families, getting people to and from work, are often in a circumstance where they cannot work from home. They have to be in their vehicles. And yet, if it's not air conditioned, they are at high risk. And what can be done to mitigate the effects of the heat waves? Well, we are seeing many cities and other governments saying that we they can open cooling centers, they can provide fresh water. They, the advice which is being given across Europe is absolutely right. Try and stay indoors in cool places during the hottest part of the day, typically 11 to 3, but that can extend. Take it easy. Don't over overexert oneself. But again, for people who have to be at work, that's not possible. And if we don't have an indoor cooling, cool, safe space to be in, then that's not possible. The other difficulty that we're realizing is if everyone has air conditioning and can afford it, because the cost of living means not everyone can afford air conditioning, but if everyone suddenly turns on the air conditioning, that is going to extend our power grid, lead to major power outages, and then no one has air conditioning. We also have issues with fans. People think, well, I'm just going to have a fan on. But at the temperatures that we're seeing in Southern Europe, all the fan does is blow hot, humid air onto us, which dehydrates us faster. If temperatures continue rising, extreme weather will become more severe and common. Action should be taken promptly by governments to mitigate the effects and reduce emissions swiftly. And that concludes our episode. We thank our correspondents Suniva Rose and Professor Ellen Kelman for shedding a light on the heatwaves' impact in Europe. This episode was produced by Arthur Edison and Doa Farid, and I'm your host, Victoria Bertusa. Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with others who might benefit from this conversation.